Welcome to Passion Groove. This is a podcast for all you football and music lovers out there. Enough about us, I'm more concerned about you. You've got this far and you're still sat there doing nothing. Come on, get yourself involved. This podcast is sponsored by Beer52. There's a whole world of craft beer to be discovered out there and the team at Beer52 are helping you to taste them all with their monthly subscription. This subscription allows you to choose from a box of all light beers or a mixed style box. This also includes a tasty snack and their famous ferment magazine. All the lads here at Pass and Groove have a subscription with Beer52 and would highly recommend you all to join the adventure into unique craft beers, which also includes some exclusive beers that you can only find at Beer52. To subscribe and for more information, click the link in the podcast description. Cheers, Groovers. So we're back on the airwaves with another Passing Groove podcast. I'm joined, as usual, by the usual suspects. We've got Hodge. Hi, you right? And Con. Evening, lads. Uh, and we've got another special guest. Uh, we're joined today by a man who made his name, you know, came through at, at Camel Airds, played in Wales, managed in Wales and England. Currently, Vauxhall Motors manager. We're joined by Mick McGrath. How are you? All right, lads. Thanks for having me. Not a problem, not a problem at all. Um, so we'll just start as we normally do. Um, we just, how did you get into football? Um, family thing really. Uh, all my brothers do it. Did it. They were older. Um, my nan and granddad who looked after me. They they both love fussy. Just a just a McGrath thing, I think. And you just I grew up following that amateur football locally. Um, and then that was it. As soon as I could play, I just started playing local for local teams and gained experience that way. Yes. Uh, so obviously you played you played locally there, Mick. When was the sort of your first taste of, or did you have before you sort of moved into more youth football? Did you spend any times uh, at any clubs or anything? Yeah, well, most most of my young age, I played for the team Wallace Wanderers to start with. Um, then I went to uh, a, team, a local team, Nocturne. That's where I'm from, that's my estate. So I ended up playing for them. And then I went to Everton. I was at Everton until I was 15, in and out. Different clubs, played for Fender. Um, I think we were unbeaten for four years with Fender. It was weird, we just never ever lost. Um, <laughs> gang full of full players, full of scallies, who just <laughs> knew how to play footy, really. That's what it was. Um, yeah, I went to Everton until I was 15. Um, hovered around and... I've done two years at Oldham. Um, to be honest, I, I say I was good enough. I just didn't try. Football be football was quite easy for me because it was quite technical and I never put the hard yards in really to make that extra step, if I'm being honest. If you look back when you obviously it's hindsight's a great thing, isn't it? I just never pushed myself in a way other lads. I, I just mess around in training and just when they're doing the drills, I just want to play a game of fussy, score goals, have a laugh, but Obviously, it doesn't work when you want to try and make that extra step. And went back into youth footy, then played for Fender again for a year. But I was playing men's footy when I was like 16. Playing for Mersey Royal. Um, West, West Cheshire team, was playing when I was 16. So, would you say then, Mick, like as a kid, even up to the age of um, 
15, did you did you prefer playing with your mates than you did like at the clubs? Yeah, I just I just like saying I was with the club really. I think that I was playing for Everton. Um, I'm not even an Everton fan. Um, when training, my first ever Everton training session, I went in a Liverpool kit. Just to wind them up. No, I didn't have anything else. What did he say? To be fair, they, 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 it was a uh, Belfield at the time. When I was yeah. at Belfield, and um, one of the coaches pulled us at the end. This is me and Grandad, and said, "Look, you know, he, he can't come in now." <laughs> <laughs> so we went out the next day. They, they bought me some just normal training gear, like. Um, yeah, but that's that's what happened. It was quite funny to be fair because you just never think it. But I didn't think it was a problem. You know what I mean? But like you walk in, everyone's got Everton training gear on. I bounce in and a full red Liverpool <laughs> kit. Terrible. That's brilliant. That fucking hell. So yeah, I just I say, Mick, um, spend your times at the clubs. Now it's a question that we've asked quite a lot of the lads that um, we've had on before. You know, and especially you can probably relate to it more as a manager now. Would you say that you developed more like in academies and like if you could go again, would you go through that route or would you sort of play with your mates and then build your way up, you know, through the non-league? Yeah, it's a good question. Now, to be fair, it, I think there's there's uh, pros and cons of both, isn't there? I think I agree you should be playing with your mates because there's no better feeling. Is it whether you're five or you're ten or whatever? Them lads in school, it, it was hard for me. Because they're talking about playing on a Sunday or a Saturday. And you're, even though you're playing for like, I played for Everton at the time, we're playing at Man United and teams like that. They're all talking about in school, oh, we beat them, or, you know, and you're thinking, you know, they, they won 18 nil or something. And you're thinking, yeah, I wouldn't want a bit of that. Um, <laughs> and that's the part that I think the kids nowadays miss because it, it's more regimental now. Um, I'll just go off a little bit. My lad was a Stoke for four years. So we live on the Whittle, obviously, to get to Stoke. Um, from when he was like 10 till he was like under 9, till under 13s or 14s, I think it was. Anyway, he just missed total with his mates four times a week. Big commitment, I, isn't I, it, at that age? I, yeah, it's a hell of a commitment. I, I think you still should be allowed to play at least one one day with, you, with your mates. Because, you know, as much as academies is great and that, local footy... You can't beat the tackles, bit of arguing, you know, but, you know, a bit of banter in it, really. When you go to academies, yeah. it's all just regimental. You've got to do this, you've got to play this way. At least when they're kids, they can just express themselves in the park, you know what I mean? So I, I think there's pros and cons, but I would prefer if they could do both. I think both would be good. Yeah. Mm. And you, meant, you mentioned uh, there that you went, as a 16-year-old, you went straight into... With the Royal in the in the in the one at that point, were they in Westchester? Yeah, they're both. Yeah, they're, they're both. The Westchester so, one and Westchester two. As a sixteen-year-old lad, what what's that like going straight in there? I think because of the the ground that I had anyway, with with me with my parents taking me. I mean, all my brothers played for for um, amateur clubs like Pilton Vicks, the Royal, Camelheads. Um, so it didn't really phase me to be honest because I was I was used to getting in the bath with twenty men. This is your bath there at the Vicks. <laughs> Honestly, that's what it was, big baths. You've seen big yeah. baths. You know, so it, did, it didn't phase me, to be honest. It was a bit physical, but I think, it, I think with the, with the, how I grew up and I was, I was used to it. It, it, did, it, didn't, it didn't bother me. It's probably helped me more than, than anything else. You become a man yeah. quicker, don't you? 
Yeah, I can imagine it's a bit of like an eye opener, but in a good way. Yeah, it is. You know, when someone's going to tell you they're going to smash your face in if you take them off, mm. big hairy thirty year old man. Do you know what I mean? And you're thinking, yeah. oh, but he's just yeah. it, after a few three or four games, he's just used to it. But it was, it was good times then. How much of football was good at that time? Now, I mean, take a bit off off topic here, Mick, just because of what you've said there. Do you feel like possibly on the will now? And this is this is no no insult to the West Chester League because they are still a high standard. Do you think back then the standard was a bit more? You know, it was a bit better than how it is now. Was locally because there was more yeah. there was more teams. You very rarely went to Liverpool. Um, 16, 17, you, The only teams you went to was the Merseyside Police. They played over in Liverpool. Um, yeah. The rest were like all local teams. The favourite you went was Chester to Crystalton. Uh, Ellesmere Port were in the league, Shell. So everyone else were all local teams. All, so you didn't really travel. Now, the West Chester is just, it's just a scouts league, isn't it, really? When you think about it. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that. It's, it's quite a lot of teams over in Liverpool, isn't there now? And I'm not saying that's for the, for the worst. It's just, it's hurt, it's hurt local footy, I think, that so many teams have folded. So obviously, yeah. when, they, when they come out of youth now, where, where did he go? There's not many yeah, places where to go, is there? Mm. So obviously you've you said about Mersey Royal there, Mick. Where was your, was there any other moves after after Mersey Royal? Like where was your next sort of port of call from there? I went to Vicks. Me me uh, me fellow was secretary at Pilton Vicks. Um so I went there and I done a year and a half there and I actually won the West Cheshire one at seventeen. Um I played about yeah. 15, 20 games. But the problem with, with that was when you played Set like 16, 17 for the West Cheshire side. You got picked for Cheshire. So we represented Cheshire as well. And it was a good thing, but it was a bad thing because at the time, the Vicks, we had a manager called Chris Camden. And because um, we were going for the league, I get, used to get pulled every three weeks out to go and play for Cheshire. Um, Where did you sort of go there, Mick? Who did you play against for Cheshire? Um, just like North, uh, County, all your counties, you no know, County yeah. Durham. Staffordshire, Northumberland, um, like the Manchester. They must be played Stockport as well. The one, um, a good not, time. That to be fair, there's some a, really good players. Not a bad standard, that I'd, I'd guess. It was. It was decent to be fair because lads who couldn't, who didn't really make it, get a, like an, a, a YTS or whatever, and they went into men's footy. That's where you went. You went to Cheshire because you still had a chance of getting, getting picked up, and mm. obviously still scouts still come and watched and. Um, I played a year above myself first, and then a captain Cheshire at my own at under 18s when I was like old enough to do this older age. I captained them in the end. Do you know what? It was a privilege to be fair, and um, it was really good times. And I met good friends from it. Um, you know, we had like some good players who went on to have good like non league careers. You know, Mike Wilde, he played in our team. Mm, yeah. um, there was a few, I think I thought they had some programs. I can't remember. I'm getting old now. <laughs> 20 years ago <laughs> are, are you never are you never thinking there Mick when you're captain in Cheshire which obviously is you, you're probably you're looking at your highest standard below academy football for that age group are you ever thinking there oh I could get it I could get a move to you know a professional club I found beer too quick I think club stars there was a few clubs open until 3-4 in the morning there um, <laughs> so you found them you know what I mean and I just didn't have the 
it wasn't until later on where the penny dropped and it was like 23, 24, you know, and he'd missed the boat. Where I just didn't take it that serious. I just wanted to play footy. That, that was it. It wasn't where I was playing or who I was playing for. Just to... So I'll tell you a story. It's funny this. I played three games in a weekend. When I was 16, I played Saturday, Saturday for the Vicks, or the Royal, one of them anyway. And then... I was still playing for Fender at youth on a Sunday, but I went and played for like seven styles. It's on used to be a pub on the Nocturne. I went and played for them Sunday morning. Just they were looking for players, and I was, yeah, I'll play. And then was playing in the afternoon in the youth. Yeah. I've done that about four weeks on the bounce. <laughs> and then you, you think now lads are moaning, they play like a couple of games a week. That, that's what it was like. You just that's what you just did. Do you want a game of footy? Yeah, I'll, I'll play. That, 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 that's what it was like. It was just. And lads moan today, don't they? That they played too many games. You just play, play you just played, didn't you? Well, that's what, that's what I did anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, you you. How did you find? Did you, were you playing on a Sunday? You know, obviously you've said there. You were you going out on the Monday? Uh, sorry, not on the Monday, on the Saturday, and then playing on a Sunday morning. Did you? We we did yeah, well, like that, seventeen, yeah. 18. Yeah, well, after that second year, the, the first year of playing new football, we won it with Fender, it was easy. I went and signed for the dock, uh, the men's team, at, at 17. Um, probably, so we weren't great. It wasn't a great sign that I signed for the dock at the time. It was like an aging team, but we started bringing younger lads through. And the first year, I think we won a cup. And then the year after we won the league because we had, we had brought loads of young lads in and had a little bit of experience. But the Sunday mornings, I, I, I loved it, to be honest. It was my favourite day, as in... I just took, Even though it was taken serious, you could say enough, we'd had a few bevies the night before. It was good times, Sundays. It, it, I really was. I really enjoyed them. Do you reckon they were so, better than Saturdays there, Mick? No, no. I took Saturdays serious, in a way. Um mm. Because it was your serious day. Even me, my alpha will always told me that. Look, you take your Saturday series and your Sundays are for your mates. And even though Saturday, Saturday was serious and you wanted to do as well as you can, you did, you did want that Sunday football. Like, because mm. to be fair, you just used to play fuzzy and then just go back to the dock pub and you'd be in there all day. <laughs> that was the best part of it. <laughs> That's the reason you played. Yeah, probably. That's yeah. what we're like now. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> what was um. What was it like playing for the like in the Birkenhead League then? Uh, how old were you when you first moved to Dock? Seventeen. How was it then uh, in the Birkenhead League as a, as a as a young lad like that? So it was hard to be fair. It was hard because like there were some really strong teams in it, um, and everyone just seemed to be massive. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, can I also like this on a Saturday? Uh, and and but what it was tough. It was it was grueling. Like there was some naughty tackles going in. It was it was it was rough. It was rough, but fair and probably made me a better player in the first couple of years because obviously you have to move the ball a bit quicker. You've, you've got to be you've got to be clued in on a Sunday morning. Yeah, and it was good. It was good, and when you're winning as well, that helps, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And we won a lot yeah, to be fair, so that that that's probably helped as well. If you're getting beat every week, you probably just you might not turn up one week, but when you're winning, it helps. <laughs> So you've 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 won the you've won the West Cheshire with the the Vicks then uh, Mick. How long did you stay there for? Uh, two years. Um, where did they go then? I went to Heswell. All the Dock lads went to Heswell. So you just follow, don't you? 
yeah, yeah. We just, we just followed. We had a manager, Polly, and honestly, he only had one formation. It was horrendous. <laughs> Three, five, two. Yeah, do you know what, Nick? It's funny that you say that. Uh, that that's that's the uh, it, Polly's the manager of my Saturday team, and he still plays he, yeah. five two. I speak. <laughs> oh, he made it unbelievable. That's all we played. You, you, even if you had men missing, you were playing three five two. Did he call them long backs at the time? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, glad I didn't play there. <laughs> uh-huh. He ru- he ruined footballers like proper footballers because he just stuck them out at wide as, as wing backs and just ruined people. He, he, do you know what? He, he's probably the most honest manager I've ever played for in my life. If he was shit, he'd tell you. There's no beating around the bush. But he looked after me, to be fair. Uh, he, he really did. Paul, he was, he was good. He was, a good, he, was a, he was an old manager, one of you know, like old style. He wanted yeah. to work hard and, you know, he's arguing with the other line all the time. And it, it, it was an enjoyable time with Polly because he saw us a major, a man. Me major, obviously, you were 19, 20. He, he, he major, major be a man, if you like. He helped you, you know, become more, more like mature as a player and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He, 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 uh, he helped us along his way, but he, he was a uh, 3 5 2 all day. <laughs> we played a charity match we played a fa- charity match a couple of years ago um, and he played 3-5-2 the lads are like 40 <laughs> I think he, he does a Vets team as well now doesn't he and I think they play yeah, 3 does, it's unbelievable he does, he does the Vets, yeah. tell you what he's, 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 I'll be honest with you since I've played men's football he is like probably one of the best managers I've, I've had just for what you say he, he ter- probably turned me into being like a, a young lad, not into like your physical men's football, to being a bit like, oh yeah, this is this is what you want, yeah, and you want to win we, things we, and stuff, don't you? We we, we won the West Cheshire with him. Um, we had we had a year where we I think we had two years where he was like building a team, and then we won it. We won it with him um, up at Eswell when he took over Eswell. It was good. It was good. It was good. We had a good side there. We had a good side that yeah. Has, like, what was it? It's a bit of a weird question, this Mick. But you know, moving, deep, moving from like you got your your Merseyside Vicks and then Heswell. Does that create like a bit more of a, a rivalry in the leagues then? Because you're looking at these teams and you each sort of want to get one over on each other. Yeah, because you all know each other because you play each other because because it, it was so local and the teams were so local. You played most players Saturday and Sunday, and most team players. Put, I would play for the Dock, the Queens, the Archers on a Sunday or the Rock Ferry or whoever. Uh, but then they'd, they'd play for like like half a dozen of the Rock Ferry lads. I'm not saying it was then at the time, but they might have played for um, an Ellesmere Poor team or in the West Cheshire or they went to Lairds and the Vicks or Asheville. You know, the Wallacey lads who went to Asheville and you play mm-hmm. them. You know, stuff like that. So everyone followed. Mates followed each yeah. other, but um, but as soon as the scouts teams come and a few of the local teams folded, that's when I think people just played with each other. Then it didn't matter if you played if you played for on a Sunday because it was yeah, the limit yeah. of the teams. You just went and played with whoever. Yeah. Mm. When when was it that you thought was it always in the back of your mind Mick, about getting into management? Yeah, I, I wanted it. Yeah, early to be honest. I signed to the doc job for years. Yeah. When I was about 25. Because um, <laughs> our manager, Binksy, he'd been there for years. And um, 
he was always threatening, oh, I might do it last year and stuff like that. And I just think I'll take care of it. <laughs> not, 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 not that I had a clue, like, but yeah, I want, I've always wanted, I've always wanted to manage. Um, but obviously, play, once I, I made the step to play higher than I said, once I'd done that, that's always went out the window then. So, when you, when you left Heswell, and as you say, you're moving on to a bit of a high, higher level of football, where, where was your next move then? Went to Lairds. I went to Lairds because Lairds had gone into, I'd stepped up like three or four leagues at that. Time. Um, and I went to Lairds reserves at first. Just obviously, I wanted to play for the first team, but obviously, I hadn't played at that level. So I just went in and see what I could do. I ended up like, played quite a few games for the first team the first year. And then uh, they, they got promoted that year. I played all 10, 11 games. Um, done all right, to be fair, but then they got promoted to the Prem. And they, they brought in Kenny McKenna as manager. Um, and I went and signed for Winsford in the counties. Uh, and a few lads who were playing for Winsford and a few from Lairds went to Winsford, so I, I went there myself. Um, really good club, Winsford. Um, that was when, like, obviously getting paid for Lairds, but obviously when a manager wants you and he offers you a bit more money than what you're used to, it's probably good. It was the first time I really got paid, as in, like, I got paid for Lairds, but... I was only a bit part player then, but when you go somewhere and they pay you, because they want you, it, it was good. And first real like paid playing non-league was good. What 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 was the step up like? You know, in level from that West Cheshire to your counties. Uh, and, well, obviously uh, you played for, it, it, for Laird yeah. as well. They were in the Evo stick Laird. I didn't find it yeah. a problem to be honest. I didn't no. find it a problem. I was better than that level. I did the, the counties. I was. I, I felt it was better. I could give more. Um, and then I was only there about three months. And then Youngie got the, Neil Young got the Colin Bay job and took me with him in the Evo stick. Um, took me to Colin Bay. Like, I was only winter for three months. And I went there. But what's that, that like then? You know, obviously, they, they, they're in, you know, being in the Evo stick. It's quite it's a bit of a distance away, isn't it, Colin Bay as well? And you, you're playing at that high level. You, what, what, what's that I didn't like even realise, you know. I didn't realise it. He ran me up. He's like, oh, I've got the Colin Bay job. Do you want to come in? And I was like, oh, I'm all right there. Like, at Winsford, and he was like, oh, I'll offer you this much. And it was well, well more than what I was getting at Winsford. I just, I just said, yeah. You know, I'll have a bit of that. Like, um, Didn't even look where Colin Bay was. I didn't even have a clue at the time. <laughs> and then we trained, we trained local because he had a lot of local lads. And um, so you're like, played away first in Manchester off my first game. It was a Ratcliffe away somewhere like that it was. And um, and then we had a home game on a Tuesday night, and obviously a few local lads got to pick it up at five. I was like, "What are you picking me up at five for?" And he's like, "Got to be there for, for, for quarter past six. I was like, "Yeah, pick us up at half five. I was thinking, "Like, he's only half an hour away. It's an hour and fifteen minutes away <laughs> on a Tuesday night. Get roll, rolling in your house at twelve o'clock." And I was like, "But." That, it was good times, Colin Bay. We, we went on a run. We won like 18 games on the bounce when Youngie took over and we got into the playoffs. Um, I missed a pen in the playoffs semi-final. Um, but the, year, that, the year we played was the first time we played Halifax and had Jamie Vardy was playing up front. Yeah, really, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was the year yeah. Vardy was playing up front with a lad called uh, Dean. What was that? James Dean. Him and James Dean up front. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of a name drop, that one. <laughs> we'll get we'll you get just, that in the uh, we'll get that on Twitter though. at some point. Jamie 
from from a personal perspective, there, Mick, you, you're missing a missing a pen in in a in a big game like that. What is that like? Um, like, or was it sort of just you know part of the game? I wasn't. I, I didn't miss the first one, so that was probably the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah. Um, to be fair, we we played a team called Newcastle Blue Star, and the, the actual game was a Newcastle Falcons. You know, the rugby ground. That's where they played. Yeah. yeah. Um, we played them on the Saturday, and whoever won got the home draw in the playoffs. And I think they beat us two one. We he only played like a scratch team, and we went there on the on the, the Wednesday night. I think we left about one o'clock at dinner and stuff like that, preparing for the game. Um, and um, we absolutely made them. And for somehow we went to penalties, and you just knew, you no, know, because you didn't win the game. Yeah. You knew, I and mean, I think we missed three. We had a three. We didn't get to the fifth. And I think I missed the fourth, and someone slotted, but. It was an achievement just getting there because when he took over, we were second from bottom. Younger, we went from like second from bottom to getting in the playoffs and beating most teams in the league. On like an eighteen-game winning streak, are you in the end after I don't know maybe seven games? Are you thinking to yourself, with you know, is the confidence that high that you're going into it and you're, you've almost won the game before you've even played? I think it was. I think the main people just thought like, oh, they won a couple. We had like we had a, we had a great well obviously Youngie brought some great players we had Graham Branch he played with Tramley and Burnley Dave Chalmer mm. Shallow played yeah um, Steve Aspinall as he played for Altrincham Vauxhalls and that when they were all in the top leagues um, we had some good local young lads as well um, from Birkenhead so we had a, we had a good mixture how, how much does it, how much does it make a difference there Mick where You've got quite a few local lads. You sort of you might know each other's game or a bit better, perhaps. Yeah, it was all right. And you had to, obviously he signed me and a lad called Craig Garside at the same time, and we played our first games. Yeah, we used to play for Everton. Um, Craig Garside, top midfielder, to be fair. Mm. And we both we both played midfield, and he signed us both on the same. We played the first game together, um, and the lad, there was no like bad eggs in our changing room. Everyone just got on. I mean. I'll tell you this, this is a classic, this honestly, this will make you laugh. <laughs> we were playing, we played on a Tuesday night in a cup game against Skem at home and Branchy was in our car, she was driving. We were three 0 down after about 10 minutes. They were good to be fair. They, they were really good and he gave it to us that night, six 0 He went off on a hamstring injury and got off. He <laughs> was our car, she. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a professional footballer, by the way. We've been a professional oh, football. Just got off. Paul <laughs> said, pull me, I'm single, got a shower. And just got off. <laughs> what did you say, Tim? How do we get home? <laughs> but to be fair, there was lads who were driving anyway, so we just got off. I know. It was good to play with them lads, to be fair, because they didn't half help you. I was going to say, don't that, that, Mick, you know, did you feel like they because of how, how hard they had played previously in their career, did you feel like that gave you a bit more of a, a lift when you were playing? They just talked you through the game. They were, that, they, just, they were just that good. And they didn't even reach the, the top, top level, do you know what I mean? Um, but Branchy, Branchy played Division 1, didn't he? But, like, Championship. Um, but they just talked through the game and 
they just see things you don't, don't they really? Because that's, that's why they played there. But it was a good experience playing with players like that. It's really good. Yeah. So, I just say, you've had a successful time with, with, with Colin Bay there. How did that sort of come to an end? Young, he got rid of me. Did he, yeah? Uh... He comes to me where? Um, uh, obviously, when obviously we were talking about going back to the training and stuff, and he was like, oh, we need to meet up, we need to have a chat, and just said, look, I'm going to bring someone better. I think I've got someone better than you. Fair enough. What's, uh, what's that? What's uh, that you, like? Go on, Hodge. Sorry, go on. Well, yeah, it's the same question. How do you react to that? He was a mate, though, Youngie. That was the worst thing because obviously he was a family friend and we were friends anyway. But she wasn't talking on a chin. It is what it is, isn't it? I think not only there's always a manager looking for someone better than yourself, aren't they? Better than what you've got. You always want to improve, and it proved you because you went and got promoted the season after. Yeah. So we, so we got rid of we got rid of us and got and got promoted. So obviously it was the right thing to do, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean it's pretty cutthroat. That is, is it always in the back of your mind, you know, as a as a player when you're at that level that you know a little string of a bit few bad games and you know someone else can be knocking on the door. Do you know what I mean? Bothered. That's what I'm saying. I think that 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 was my like that was my problem. I just wanted to play footy. That's all I wanted to do. So and I d- didn't really not play. He dropped me a few times and. Stuff like that, but I played majority for Youngie when it when we were, we were playing. Like, um, just if we played any teams that could run, he probably did left me out. <laughs> 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 so after after you know a, 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 not not like a setback, but after a bit of a you know you've you've been told that you're not wanted at, at, at Colin Bay. Where was your next sort of sort of move then? I went back to Leeds. Um, yeah. Degsy Ward had it. Um, so I went back there. Um, was really good. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Just Sorry. Um, yeah. Degsy Wood went back there with Lairds. They were in the Evo Stick South. Oh, the South one was horrendous. Honestly, south? It was horrendous. South. Honestly, you wouldn't believe it. You Where? just wouldn't believe. Where's the line there? <laughs> Do you know what? There wasn't. There mustn't have been a line. <laughs> I'm afraid it was it was miles away. We were playing like I think where was the famous we went? It might I I am terrible for it, but I think Leicestershire. Leicestershire ways was the oh, was it, it was some some journey that some away games. Yeah, I lasted got it from a plaster so I ended up going work away. So I, I basically played like for a couple of months and then I was still playing Sundays at the time. So I sort of picked Sundays more than Saturdays because I was working. Mm. Um, so I just like lost about six months of footy. And I think I come back. I come back from working away and then played for West Kirby that same year in the West Cheshire. A couple of my mates were playing for them. So I was like, I'm coming home. I need to play footy. So I was just playing West Cheshire at the time, which was all right. And then... After that, I went to David Chalmer. They got promoted with Colin Bay that year. And Youngie went to Chester, got the Chester job. Um, Chalo, Dave Chalmer took the Colin Bay job and then signed me. Went back, got myself the fittest I've ever been. Like the fittest I've ever been. I, I proper trained hard before we went to pre-season. So I was, I was, I was ready. Mm. 
was, was, there any, was there any hesitation in going back there, Mick, considering you obviously knew where it was this time as well? <laughs> no, because, uh, do you know what? Because I thought to myself, I gave it one, I was 27. I need to give this a go. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I need to have, have a go here because I was lost a year again, 14, well, six months. False. And he asked me to bring a few players. He just took over. So it's all to like, Brought a few local lads from my end. They were good enough to play that level. And he started to bring his own lads in. And, and to be fair, we, he brought in some really top players. Mm. And I was thinking to myself, am I going to get in here? Because <laughs> he was just bringing like ex-pro in, ex-pro in. And he's played at this level, he's played at that level. And you're like, that just made me more determined. It was the first time probably ever I thought to myself, knuckle down. Mm. Don't worry about anything else. Just get yourself fit. And I got myself fit as I've ever been. And I played, played every week. Played, I got on the team and played every single week. And just after Christmas, I've done my cruise year. Honestly, was, I was, was the that best your first big that, Mick? It was the only ever injury I had that. You had the odd like, knock kick and that, but yeah. I never pulled a little bit of a groin here and there or a hamstring. Not on, not on a catch job for months. I was a uh, Playing every week, and it was the year we got promoted to the Conference North. That's how bad it is. But I got, I done it in training. Um, well, up for a header, come down. I mean, you know, that was the end of me then. It took me like 18 months. It sounds cliche, but does it, you know, when you do an injury like that, did you sort of know as soon as, like, whatever happens, you know, you go up for the ball or you're in a tackle, did you know as soon as that? Soon as it like the pain and that, did you realise how serious it was? Nah, not till the next day. I went to the yeah. hospital the next day, but I literally couldn't move. My knee just swelled up. Um, just saying to me, missus, this is a bad one. This mm. uh, you always get injured, you know, when you come home from footy and you're fucking on the couch and a bit of ice <laughs> on your ankle, whatever. This is different. I couldn't, didn't sleep. I was like, this is a bad one. And I literally did done the test on me in the Aussie. She was too swollen, but he done that, you know, with the movie name that. And she told me then, I just think you've done your cruise shit. I was like, fuck it. Just as you were sort of getting going as well. It was a big year for me as well. And just mm. and now 18 months. But in the meantime, I took the Laird's job as manager of reserves. I don't even know why. I don't even know why. <laughs> I just wanted to be involved. Because I'd never had any experience in managing. So we took the Laird's job, uh, the reserve job. Everyone was like, oh, you want to stay involved? Take the Laird's And they took that. Um, it went all right, to be fair. Was, was, was that sort in. of in the meantime? That it, was that like, as as you were injured, you thought, I still need to be involved in the footy? I'll take well, I just this. went and watched Laird's because it's my local team. Couldn't play, so yeah. I just went and watched Laird's. Wherever Laird's, whatever game was at Laird's, it was the first team with the reserves. Just went and watched it. And then the reserve team manager left. And he didn't have a manager. And he, like, obviously, people applied for it. And I was just there one game. And obviously, because I was close to them all, and he didn't, we were like, do you be interested? I just said, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, just one of them. Didn't realise, mm-hmm. obviously, West Chester is well bigger than more time. more, And then, like, it's been like a week. Did you just, like, give me the job? I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even tell me, missus. <laughs> Like I mean, I, I you you went into the reserves team there, and I, they was. Am I right to say they were struggling a bit? And you sort of 
you sort of steadied them in the league when you come in. Yeah, we, we, we what I did was I, I had it till the end of the season. So like they were never going down or nothing. So we just like got by with what we had and obviously then you go sniffing, don't you? You go and watching games and you're asking players and I got a lot of lo- lads from Rock Ferry, a couple of other lads from West Kirby, a couple of players I played with in the past. Um, so we got them in and we were doing really well. We we went on a good run and in all the cups still, we're never going to win the league. Um, and then around about Christmas time, Conway Butter asked me to, like, rang me up and said, do you want to come be our manager in the Welsh League? Yeah. Like, fucking hell, I've been doing it, like, for six months. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, well, we'll give you, this is the budget. They will give you, your assistant, this. It's like, fucking hell. So, so you've gone from, you've gone from, you know, you, you did your, your cruciate, taking the lads, uh, reserves jobs, done well. And then the next thing, you know, you're getting given a budget to like manage a football club. It was just, I was just mad. <laughs> um, but obviously in between all this, I was managing the dock on a Sunday. I took them to the, the, the manager job at Laird, the 27, the year of Dominic Webb. Because I couldn't play Sunday, I was playing for Colin Bay. I took, I took the, the, the dock job, which I've, I always wanted that dock job. Because obviously dock on my team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing that as well. So I was doing, playing for Colin Bay, Dominic Cruz, managing the dock. Took the Laird's job. So I was managing Saturday, Sunday at 26, 27. That's what the doctor told you to do to, to recover. <laughs> it took me nine months to get the operation. Yeah. So it was just like yeah. we weren't playing, so I was doing Saturday Sunday. But then yeah, I got offered the Conway job. I went and met them. Told Lairds and I look, I'm going to meet them and went met in this hotel on the eight fifty five, halfway <laughs> halfway up. Um and they were the old Colin Bay chairman when I was there, the Cartwrights, and um, they were second from bottom Conway and he was like, Look, we need to stay up. This is the budget. It was a good budget, to be fair. Really good budget. Um, and this is what I took Steve Aspinall, my assistant. Um, this is what you should both get. It was a good good bit of money, to be fair. Um, probably more than what I got playing. So we went, we took the job. Had our first game in January. I think we had 15, 15 games to stay up. Two went down. Um, we won 11, lost three, drew one. Fucking out. That's and then we got the sack. You got the sack? Got the sack. What happened to uh-huh. that? I got the sack. Don't mind me asking how, how does that come about? Got shafted. Yeah, just naive. Naive, I was. Well, we both were. We were naive. We were planning for the season after. We were planning. He was like, want to go up. I was like, I've got no coaching badges. We were like, we'll bring some. They were going to bring someone in. He had the badge enough to go up. So we obviously the last couple of games of the season he, he pulled the budget on me. So to say because we were safe, he was like, Look, we're gonna lower the budget and which understandable. So we let people go and we sat down with them, what this is the plan for next season, this is the players we want to bring in. You know, we, we were one of the most informed teams in the league. And you had like real Connors Key, Kevin Drewards, um who else in the league, like Port Maddock. So there were big teams in there with big money. And so we like had it all planned out, this is what we want to do. And then the secretary rang me and said, Mick, have you spoke to the chairman? I was like, no, he said, he sacked you. Like, what? So I haven't spoke to him. So he said, I'm giving you the heads up, they've sacked you. 
Like fucking hell, should any band me? Sack you before they sack you. I obviously told the whole committee that they're sacking me. I got on well with the uh, secretary. He said, Look, they're calling you to meeting, they're gonna meet you. So I met them. I knew what was coming, but they didn't know I knew. So, Madness, like, that is it. So they, they sort of like they would they would go around the houses, you know what I mean? And and in the end I was like, Look, just tell me what you're gonna say. And he's like, Look, we don't think you're gonna take us get us promoted. And I was like, so sort of bit of a rise. I was like, I'd rather be just telling you someone else. No, no, no. Next day they appointed Chris Herbert. Would you would you would you say that that was like you know you you as you've said you 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 were told by Youngie after Colwyn Bay you know that they were moving on was that as a manager was that tougher to take than it was yeah, as a horrible. player? It's horrible because where do you go from there as a player you can mm. just move on can't you? Yeah. So like I'd left Laird where it was good, but, and then I've gone somewhere where I thought it was better, and then obviously we had the plan. So like I had nothing. Does it give you a bit more of a? Sorry, Mick. Does it give you a bit more of a a drive? Obviously, you've had a decent start as a manager. That must that, drive yeah, you on. Did yeah. that give me the? It gave me the buzz. To be fair, yeah. Um, it gave me the buzz to go again and try and get another job. But in the meantime, of all that, had me off. Mm, and yeah. rehab was going really well. Um, and for some mad reason, he decided to play again. <laughs> yeah, I just. Because I couldn't get, I could, there was no manager's jobs out there, do you know what I mean? There was no, nothing out there, mm. everyone, all the jobs were up, and probably, my missus must be thinking to herself now, fucking hell, he didn't, he, he just kept getting another, doing something else, not to come home. Because, <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I got myself, no, I didn't get myself fit because I was fat. Well overweight, but started doing pre-season training with West Kirby because my mate was manager. Just started doing pre-season training, I just said, look, if you, if you need me to help you out, I'll help you out. And I lost a bit more weight, lost a bit more weight. Um, and then by the end of pre-season, I was in like decent shape for someone who hadn't played for two years. And I just said to the manager, just play me up front, I'll play up front, me like. <laughs> I scored 43 goals for West Gaby in the West Jersey 1. Fucking hell. Fuck <laughs> oh, that's no lie, I'm not lying to you. Is that a, is that a record, that? Do you know what? There was a re- there's a record out there, right? I nearly broke it. And the only reason I knew it, there was the record for scoring in conse- consecutive West Cheshire games at the time was 19. 19 games. <laughs> 19? 19 games. That was the record. And I don't know, this just random West Cheshire fellow told me. I was like, he should, the worst thing he did was tell me. <laughs> I was like, he come to one game, like, Mick. You do realise you're only three get three three games away from breaking this record. You know, like what record? He was like, You've scored in sixteen games on the bounce. I was like, have I? Yeah. Then I I probably did know, but I didn't let on. Um and then like it just sort of like made me worse. Only time I did a goal. I mean, never ever chance of scoring. Mm. Just changed me anyway, got to got to the eighteen. And me I keep getting reminded of this. He played up the A away and there was just big lad centre off. And every time I played against him, he just had me in his ass pocket. And do you know when you walk into the pitch and you think, and you see him, you're like, fuck. Him again. <laughs> he murdered me. Every time I played, he just bullied me. He couldn't do anything. I could have moved then because I just hold it up and that. He didn't give me a kick. Didn't even get a chance to score. 
and anyway, didn't 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 end up obviously matching the record. But that year, yeah, we won the Cheshire Cup, second in the league. I think we won another cup and got beaten the final. We were in every cup, and probably the most that was probably the most enjoyable season I've had. Where like I couldn't move, I literally couldn't run, just overweight. For what and it just happened. Everything just asked, uh, yeah, it scored. It was a, it was that that was a good year. That to be fair. I'm seasoned that fucking. Sorry, as as a player after, you know, after managing, and then coming back to play, did you have any like? Did you have anything to do with the management? And if you didn't, were you ever playing and thinking to yourself, if I was the manager, I'd be, I'd move it like this or I'd do that. No, because I, I I was a sort of experienced by that time. Do you know what I mean? The only thing that Tomo said to me was when I first come, don't think you're the manager. He's <laughs> 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 right though, because I've come from managing to go and playing again. So but I was opinionated anyway, whether if it was manager or as a player. So I took it um I probably I probably helped. I probably helped help them out without the only thing we did was we sorted the training out as players. We made sure that everyone turned up training and stuff like that. We, we helped the manager in that way. That must help That's the manager a... there, like with the players sort of policing themselves in that sense. Yeah, he had a good dressing room. I think that's yeah. half the battle, isn't it? For any manager, having, a, having a, um, a good dressing room where you don't have to sort of police it, you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> so after that after that season there where you scored all them goals, Mick, are you, did you have another season playing or like at that level? Yeah, I just played you... some days then. Just played some of these. Just for the doc. Um, played the doc till another three years, was 32. Um, <clears throat> and then, obviously, a, obviously probably you know, a, a doc's rivals with the Queens. Mm. Um, a sign for the Queens. Oh. How did that go down, mate? <laughs> no, my brother was managing the dock at the time. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, no, look, I might as well. Everyone knows, and probably people don't know reasons like, but um, I was in the dock for 17 years, mm. and my time was up really. I, I was getting old, I wasn't really affecting playing really. Um, my lad was playing for, for Stoke at the time and I was having to miss Sundays and then obviously he stopped playing then and then one of my best mates Gibbo was manager of the Queens he was working for me at the time and obviously our kid was he still is managing the dock now and I hadn't signed for anyone it's probably the, I'd never ever signed a form for the dock ever ever you always playing always playing as a ringer then mate probably yeah yeah no, just <laughs> I think we just just put your form in again the next year. Do you know what I mean? It was never, it was never so anyway. But obviously, the doc were moving on from like the old old lad. Do you know what I mean? And probably I didn't feel as wanted as I wanted to be. Probably bit of being a bit of a baby, really. Do you know what I mean? And Gibbo was just hounding me every day to go and sign with the Queens, and then just one day I was like, oh, well, I didn't think nothing of it. To be honest, it wasn't like a. I'm fucking hell like next day in ways I'll sign on for him in my face um, and then I just signed it and 
do I remember my first game? They played they played in Newton at the time. And this is like five or six games in. And I parked outside. I didn't go in the car in the car park. I parked outside. I didn't have a footy bag or nothing. I had a pair of boots and chinnies and a towel. I was sitting out there. I got there early and I was thinking, what are you doing? What are you actually doing? You're 32. You're finished. And you're signing with like the Queens, which is wasn't great. At, you know, lost a lot of friends over it, if I'm being honest. Um, and when you walk, I walked in and I had to give them lads some shit in the Queens dressing room for most of their lives. I hated the Queens, I'm not going to lie. I hated them, I don't even know why I signed them. And, and do, you know, do you know what? It, it, was, an enjoy, it was enjoyable. And, uh, it, different than the dock, totally different. Run different. Obviously, played different. But I sort of fitted in and I become more like of a help to Gibbo more than a player. I play, Obviously, I played every week and probably had the most successful season I've, I've ever had as a footballer. On a Sunday, um, but obviously you don't go from dock to Queens or Queens to dock, and I, and I, I did that cause especially I managed the dock and captain the dock. And I mean, this we... might sound like, sorry, sorry, Nick, but this might sound like a stupid question, but how big? I mean, I, I do know myself, but how big is that rivalry between the dock and the Queens? Obviously, they are two of the most well, they are two of the most successful clubs in Birkenhead. What? How big is is that rivalry? Oh, it's massive. I know, like people, people will go. How's any Sunday football? But on the whittle, that that's your Sunday football, isn't it? Doc Queens, Doc Queens. Mm. The, the the first game I played into the Doc before the Queens was at Shafts. Must have been five hundred people. There. Easy. Jesus. And I scored yeah. after five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Any celebration? No. I couldn't do that. <laughs> <fucking> hell. <laughs> Everyone else did like. But no, it, it, it is it is a big rivalry. And I, I was part of that rivalry because I hated the Queens. Because no, I'm not going to hide the fact I hated the Queens. Um, Probably a decision. Do we regret it now? No. Because at the end of the day, it's only a game of footy, isn't it? And yeah. that, that's how I seen it towards the end of it. But we won the league, that we won the Cheshire Cup, beat the Dock in the final. Um, got beaten in the final by the Dock, won the Whittle Prem, and we won the league on the last day against the Dock. Um, it's probably the maddest game you've ever seen in your life because the Dock couldn't win the league. But obviously, even if I played the Dock, you'd want to stop the Queens winning the league. 1 0 down, then we all come on sub, three or four of us. I think four, three subs, sorry. And then um, we equalised and then literally the last kick of the game, Webby scored from about 30 yards. It's just, it's so mad. Was that the free kick? Seen. It was wasn't that, a free was kick. It, no, 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 it was not a free kick, no. It, no, it was just like a shot from 30 yards. Keeper should have saved it all day. It's just gone <laughs> in. And like, that, that, was a, that was a brilliant season on a Sunday. So win the league, the Cheshire, um. Yeah, it was it was a good season. But what I will say going on Sunday is probably my best achievements winning the Cheshire with the Dock because I was there seventeen years and we had the best team around for years. I could never win that Cheshire Cup. Got beaten finals, semi-finals, and then just this one year, 
we weren't great in the league. We weren't really the best team. Shouldn't really win it, and we won it. We beat um, one of the Ellesmere Paul teams in the final. Thorn Plumman at the time. Do you remember them? Used to be okay, Castle. Um, oh oh right, yeah, Jasuti. Yeah. Used to be Jasuti. Um, we beat them in the final. First ever time in Dock one of that. That's me. I know obviously got on non-league and stuff like that, but no, that's my biggest achievement in footballer mm. because yeah. of what it meant to the club who like waited so many years to win win the um, the Cheshire. But that that was that's probably the most important thing I've ever won as a footballer. Yeah. Was was it ever after you after you, you obviously you played for the Queens? Did you did you then ever play back for the Dock or anything like that or get involved? Never played again. I haven't played again. Nah. I haven't kicked the ball. I haven't kicked nah. the ball since it's four years now. Anyway, I um, took the ladies' reserves job again when I come available. Uh, that was the year I was playing for the Queens. It was halfway through. Gas me just to help them out to take it over. It was like, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll help. And then I finished that year and then I just carried on being the reserve team manager. Always thinking I had a chance of getting a first team job. That was what was in my head. I wanted the Laird's first team job. Um, and so about 10 games in, the manager hadn't won a game in the first team, just spewed it in the imprints. Um, and then I took the game on the Tuesday night just to obviously help them out. I didn't think I was going to get the job because we were doing all right for Laird's reserves at the time. Um, anyway, we got be three, two by wins for the time. Um, they, were, they were decent. And then he asked me and Mark Toner. Mark Toner was my assistant at the reserves. Scouser. He was a tough fella, to be fair. Mm. Used to manage Malaby. Mm. Remember Malaby come through the leagues with all the young Scousers? Mm. They, that was Toner. So he brought a few of his lads with him. And we we took the Laird's job. If you remember, we didn't win a game. Because when the manager left, 18 lads left with him. We didn't have a team. Yeah, I'll just we sort of deal with that straight off. Yeah. It was horrendous. It was horrendous. Honestly, it was us like, what the fuck have I done here? <laughs> we didn't have the only te- probably one of the only teams in the league that didn't have a budget. Players didn't have any money. Mm. Yeah. So like, it's you're going to players going, well, look, we're bottom. We're trying to build. First thing they ask you, didn't they? How much? Mm. Yeah. Got nothing. Got nothing to give you. So like, we were just. Just got, we knew we were going down. It was just an hour because he hadn't won a game in like 15. And then, like, but what we kept doing was we were building and building and building, and we get we had some great young lads. And then, obviously, Mark stepped down and as my assistant, he went back to the reserves. He, want, he didn't want to do the commitments. So, all his lads went back with him, you know, to the reserves. So, I was like, a few of them stayed with me just about until I got players in, and just got young little lads in. Mm. to see the season out and we hadn't won a game right we drew a few until February and we nearly stayed up believe it or not we were like 18 points behind like four from bottom and we won our first game at home to Darwin 4-1 and we just went on a mad run we're like you'd win one lose one but everyone else is losing and we'd win another one Get a point, win another one. Then you'd win another one. Well, gaps only six points, and you, and then your whole mentality changes, doesn't it? Because it didn't matter if you won or lost, because mm, you're going yeah. down anyway. Mm. But everyone around us were getting beat, and 
I remember the day we got relegated. We we won. We won. And AFC Liverpool were playing Darwin. Darwin, that were the ones that we were chasing. Now AFC Liverpool were going for promotion and they got fucking beat. Oh. That sent us down. We got to three points. Oh. Got in within three points. Don't be wrong, our goal difference was horrendous. So they did have to have lost another two and we won another two to, to like make it close. We only about four games left. But mathematically, then we, we were relegated. Um, and then, obviously, it was the best thing that happened to the club, getting relegated, because we couldn't compete in that league in the Prem, mm. County's Prem, because with no money, and, you know, every avenue you go down, everyone just asks you for money, whether it's 20 quid or 30 quid. People want paying for, for doing the travelling, don't they? Which I don't blame them, to be honest. Mm. Yeah. Um, so we... Uh, we just ripped that team up and kept a few. And I just went round all the local teams and got um, lads in. Um, Mike's obviously Crossy, who's been on here. Um, it took me a while to get Crossy because he went and played. For... Oh, he's a girl, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Honest to God. Most miserable, miserable, miserable man in football. <laughs> he just moaned for Britain. He does. <laughs> What was By it like? By the way, he's a nice lad. What was it like, me? Sorry to um to you know obviously you played for Lairds and they were they were doing really you know when you were playing for them you like say Evo Stick and they're, you know they're a historic club you know especially in the local area was that like was it a bit sad you know to to see how far you know you've come back taking over and obviously them not having a budget and losing out on all the you know the funding that they had. Was was that like a difficult to see for yourself, especially as like a local lad? It was more it was more upsetting to watch for the people who run the club, if I'm being honest, yeah. because like so Toddy. Um Toddy, obviously everyone knows Toddy, he's just he's yeah. Mr. Laird, isn't he? And even people in the background they were trying the hardest to just keep the club going and and stuff, just to see like it was a constant struggle. Um but the good thing was like myself Sean Holmes is one of my best mates. He's the treasurer now, and Liado is the chairman. So we went round and we got loads of sponsors in, and it was not not to pay the players. It was just to make sure that we had enough for travel, pay the referees, um, trackies, new kit, just stuff like that. So we done more of that side of it than than probably people would understand of what we did. I did more than as a manager. I took it quite personal as well, do you know what I mean? So I, I got involved that way more as like it was our it was our club, so we've got to look after it and raise what we can. Um we got a lot, I got I basically just went and cherry picked the tried to cherry pick the best West Cheshire players from the Whittle. Um and try and change a few mentalities along the way. Um like obviously we signed Ben Holmes. Um mm. obviously he is one, honestly. He should be playing high. He is so talented. But at the time, like this beer, like to go out, two, three day benders, just typical lad off the woody. Who <laughs> plays for the wood church on a Sunday. You know, typical lad who, that's what the woody team did. They just went on the benders, didn't they? And enjoyed themselves, which is, you know, great. So we changed it. We had to change. Like that. there was a few lads like that. And we had to change the mentality. Look, you're playing higher. You need to sort of look after yourselves and prepare better and train harder, and and we did that. We 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 had a we had a very good young side. 
Um, pre-season wasn't great though because we didn't really win many and you're thinking to yourself oh, we've come down but um, this this has got to be a first right we got drawn the same team in the FA Cup and the Vars how same the same <laughs> in the first round qualifier of both how <laughs> we got multi main we got them home in the FA Cup and we got them away in the Vars how's how what would the odds of that be? That's unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> I say to this day, I'd love to know how that happened. You got drawn <laughs> on the same day and you get the same team in it. <laughs> I'd like to see the odds there. <laughs> when we played, that was our very first game. I was like, where it was our team where we brought our own players in the FA Cup first game. There was about 200 fans there, I think. It was really good. The, 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 the local people like backed us, you know what I mean? Mm. Seeing what we were trying to do, bringing young kids in, and we won four one. Um, and we did all right for the first couple weeks. Then that might be main. Went away in the bars. They beat us. To be fair, they gave us a good hiding um, away. Um, but I started dragging a few more in. I got Hayden Cooper in from Heswell. Uh, Matty Carlin coming from Heswell. So I just started like bringing younger lads, younger and, ex- and a bit of experience as well, and. It just, it sort of clicked, and there was no, there was no egos, there was no money. Yeah, mm. no one could. Everyone was just doing it for basically the love of the footy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, funnily enough, um, I, I don't know whether this is going on. Is this the season Mick, that you lost in the playoff final? Against which church Allport? Yeah, I, I said this to Crossy myself. I mean, I, I, I used to go down every every Tuesday when you played at home because you had like a couple of months where you seemed to play every Tuesday at home. Yeah. And I'd still say it's probably one of my favourite seasons of football from where you've come because you were just, just spanking teams like 4 0 here, you know, and you had all the strikers were on fire, the lads at the back were doing it, you know what I mean? It was just great to see. And there was a bit of a good vibe around around uh, Lairds at the time. Joe, it was, it was really good. And it was because like they just they just they they, they turn themselves into like a, a team where like they got they were mates. So it was just become more than just like a game of footy on a Saturday. They'd like stay out and go out together and training was decent and we used to train in the village hotel and just things spiraled and before you know it, you just always on a run, aren't you? We must have scored. Do you know what? I've got it somewhere. We scored, I think, nine or ten games. In the first five minutes, I don't know. I know. Like, it was just ridiculous because yeah. the lads were just. Well, we had obviously Ben Holmes up front, and we had Joe, Joe Melton, who's obviously gone higher now. Um, he's playing for Nantwich in the Evo Stick Prem. We just like attack teams. Do you know what? We, we, we found the formation. We played a diamond. I mean, what's a diamond? <laughs> it just. <laughs> So I, I still I still remember the day we did it. We had an injury. We were missing one of our wide men. So we only had one wide man. Obviously, we had a very small squad. We got, we went away to bake up and it was red hot. And I was like, going to have to play lads with legs, you know. Can't play a few of the others just struggling in this heat. So, like, you know, when you're writing it down, this how mad it was. He was like, can we just play a diamond? <laughs> and, like, we had, like, Crossy on the right, Thomas Murray on the left of the diamond. Um, Josh Marlin at the tip and I think Hayden was at the bo- at the, the, the base of it 
and we murdered them. And everyone was just like, "Well, oh, this is class. We'll go. We'll, we'll play a diamond." And we went. We the only the only formation that killed us was three five two. Oh, not again! Oh, not dime, again! Honestly, that's come back on you. The diamond didn't work. And we, you know, when you're watching a game, you're thinking, "Why's not working?" And it was three five two. We, we just got made. Any team that played three five two games, we got beat. And long um, Yeah, it is. Yeah, just overlaps all the time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we fell on a formation. We just stick. We stuck with it because the lads were comfortable with it. Um, obviously. It's probably the best, the best midfield you could possibly have for that formation because you'd had obviously Crossy's legs, Hayden's legs, Thomas Money's brilliant on the ball, and Josh Malden, who it's disappointing to see now. He's only playing West Chester. He scored twenty eight goals that year for midfield. Twenty eight yes, goals Jesus. Mm. in the Northwest Counties. Uh, obviously, it was just one division at the time, um, and. Obviously, we went on a run where we were like, we were always in and out of the playoffs, but, but everyone had games in hand on us. So it was sort of like, we'll keep going and see where we're at. And then with about five or six games to go, it was like, they got beat again. And then we won. And you're like looking at it thinking, we've all played the same games and we're like a point behind or two points behind. And I think that the, the, the turning point was we went away to Carlisle. Uh, Carlisle United. It's Carlisle, Carlisle City. And then... Um, and we we scored last minute, one three two, and I'll say it was just out of us and them who finished sixth. They got beat, so we went in in into the playoffs. And I think that was the day where the lads must have thought, oh, "We can do this." And we yeah. um, we'd won, a, we scraped a few results, and we got beat on a Tuesday night. And only it's Cheadle. I never I never forget it. And all anyone else was bothered about was how I'll say you go. And because, like, so obviously Twitter's amazing, isn't it, to find results. And literally someone just walked in and they got beat. And there was only one, there was only two games left and we were a point ahead. So we only needed to win one out of two. And we were playing um, Silsden, who, who, who were coming to us to try and win the league that day on the Bank Holiday Monday. Um, and we, they, they brought a load with them, to be fair, because they, they, they beat us, they win the league, and they get presented with the league at, on, at the ground. And we won four one. Ben Owen scored that too, and that was the day we got into the playoffs. Yes. Uh, the, probably the best celebrations ever because, like, <laughs> got a gang of lads who worked hard forty odd games, no money, just enjoying playing with each other. You know, everyone was happy, and mm. um, we played. We got to the final as well that year. Yeah, I, I, I went actually. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember that? And they scored last minute and we should have scored a 30 yeah. seconds later. Yeah. But, but they press which beat us on the Wednesday night. She won in the final. And then we had them in the um, playoffs. Semi-final on the Saturday. And we, we murdered them for one. So how can you... We murdered them on the final anyway. We should have won the final. Yeah. But we but nobody wanted to play us because you knew what they were getting. Loads of young lads hungry, worked hard. And you know, if you wanted to play forty, we play forty. If you wanted to have a battle, we'd battle, and we we beat them four one. But we'd been and watched with Church a couple of times, thinking that we might get them in the playoffs. And we we set up the same way all the time. So everybody knew how we'd set up, but we just jinked a few things. 
and they had five different five, five, four or five players who hadn't played all season for them in the final. Yeah, just pulled them out of nowhere. Just pulled them out of the league above. Well, they're, they're like the, the Evo stick. Yeah, they had a big they had a big budget, didn't they? Uh, that season, I, I can't remember yeah. someone yeah, saying because yeah. I, I actually went to the playoff final as well, um, and I, I remember getting there, and I mean there must have been about a thousand there that day, wasn't there? Um, yeah. And someone was saying the setup was great, and someone said, you know, these have got it like they're paying the lads quite decent though, and and like obviously you went in underdogs as well. But when you when you look at that game, all right, we were chilled down after what ten minutes. Paul well, never went over the line, I don't think, on that first one. And, and you're looking at it and you're thinking, and if you watch the game again, they didn't get not off, did they? No. Nah. We, just... Obviously, we sneak one at the end and made it a bit interesting, but that's the lowest I've ever felt. I'm getting beaten on final because I wasn't even like from a personal point of view, it was literally because them lads had like, run through a brick wall for me and like sacrificed a lot. And we we'd been on a good journey, and we changed a lot of mentality from them lads. We were used to just probably going out on a Friday night. They probably still went out. I never ever found exactly. out, but they probably didn't do what they usually do and get in at four o'clock in the morning. They probably come home at one, <laughs> which obviously makes a difference. Um, but we we changed them them lads' mentality, I thought, and made them be- better players and better people. I think for, the, for for what we went through as a as a squad that year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of um, course. Yeah, so obviously from from Laird's then, um, I, I obviously you made the move across the Vauxhalls. Um, sort of, I know how did that come about, and was it like you know difficult leaving Laird's after such a you know, well, a long history with them yourself and such a great season? Yeah, it was that was hard. I didn't find out until like a couple of days after we we lost the final. Um, They'd approach Blair and then they approached me. Um, so I went for a meeting with the um, the chairman to his house and we met up and um, obviously you've been to Vauxhall Avenues and seen the setup and and stuff like that. And obviously I've been been up there and watched a few games anyway because I knew they were coming in the league. So I was one to watch to see what 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 are we going to be up against you know next season? Is this am I going to have to try and keep me players because they'll take me players and just stuff like that so mm. I knew they, they had big plans and I spoke to the chairman and he offered me a great deal to be fair a really really good deal where like and I didn't make the decision straight away because I was my best mate for the treasurer so and I remember um, sitting in his car he'd been somewhere I can't remember and I was like and he's like if you decide and I was like I'm going to have to leave aren't I and if he just told me not to leave, I wouldn't have went. Yeah. He just said to me, don't go. Just give us a year out of the state, if I'm being honest. But he knew he knew I had to go because I needed to better myself. And it was obviously the first time I'd been managing a non-league in England with a budget. Um, it wasn't a massive budget. It was just a, it was money that... And the aim was to finish in the top half of the table from Vauxhall's point of view because they were coming back in from West Cheshire. I knew I'd do that anyway. That was always a given. So I had, I had it in my head that we were going to go up. That, so um, obviously I, I made the decision to go and I asked, basically asked the whole team to come with me. No one. Yeah. And, you know, a good few of them did. 
eight and nine and did a few stayed and, and was loyal to Laird, which which is fair play to them. Um but yeah then obviously more it's pressure then, isn't it, when you, you've got a bit of money and it, it, it was a difficult start of Oxford to be honest. Because I was even though I had money, I was looking a bit too above my station for players. You know what yeah. I mean? I think I've got a bit of money, I can go and sign him or the last game and I'd have enough. And where yeah. I didn't really need to because I had something good anyway in what the lads I had. Uh, and so it took me a couple of months to realise that I had what I had was better than what I was looking for, you know what I mean? But because you've got that money, I think you sort of look a little bit more, don't you? And I think, yeah, I need that. We need that. We need this, we need that. And looking at the bigger picture, I didn't need to bring more players in than what I thought I did because I had something great anyway with the lads I had from Laird who took with me. And they all knew what, we, what it was about and how we played. And it wasn't, we didn't, it was hard. To, it was a hard first couple of months to be fair until I got me head, my head sorted. Yeah, so, so, so that first season uh, back, obviously, Vauxhalls themselves take, took a plunge down the West Chester and then obviously you come in and take over Northwest Counties. What was that first season like? Hard. I would say it was a struggle. Um, I'd, I'd, it was hard, yeah. Well, th- th- this is the story, isn't it? We, um, I had a, I took the management team. I had a lads with me to Foxhalls, and um, obviously Steve Fouts has always been with me. Whenever I've gone yeah. management, he's been with me. Steve um, from Foxhalls, he comes to lads with me, and he stayed with me through the tough times at lads. And he's a coach, you know what I mean? So he was never my assistant; he was just my coach. I had Sean Rogers as my assistant. He, he would manage Mould. Tough fella, really, really nice fella. Um, his work got too much and he was like going through a bit of a bad time because of work and his head wasn't on it and we weren't doing great and so I signed Joey from Runcorn. He was a friend of mine, Adam at West Kirby. Obviously been a pro and I asked him to would he come in sign but be the coach as well with Foxy. And he brought like a totally different dimension to us. We're like he brought professionalism a bit more than what we already had and he demanded more of everyone. And then me and Sean parted ways. I, I I asked him to leave, and I asked Joe then to be my assistant. And I asked Joe on the seventeenth of December. We got beat on the nineteenth of December, and we never we lost one game then. We won every single game. From yeah. we beat Laird five one on the Boxing Day. Mm. Um, Beat Laird's 5 on Boxing Day and we lost one more game. We won um, 17 games on the bounce and finished second. And we got we didn't go up because of no point no one three of a point points per game. Jeez. Because you could only one he went up and second place, the highest second places out of 15 leagues was nine went up. And we missed out by one 0.13 of a point. Going oh, up. tough to take, I'd imagine. <laughs> we still thought we were going up mm. because, like, the league contractors were like, I think you're going to go up. There's a chance here because so and so are getting moved, and so and so, and then you're like, All right, we'll take that. We'll go up however way you want us to go up. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were ready to go up, yeah. And then we got, got the phone call to say, 
Um, you can't do any lateral movement. You're going to have to stay in the same league. Hey, just starting it. Jeez. So I'm the un- unluckiest manager, by the way, while we're on here. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 so, it so, gets worse. So does this follow on from then? I assume is this is, are we going on to na- last season now when we yeah. when the league got so so it's two successive seasons of missing out on really really unluckily. Well, I mean the season last obviously we we we'll, we'll go into that if, if you like, Mick. You know. Obviously, a fantastic season. What was that? What was that whole season like? Was feel good factor around the club? Yeah, again, pre-season wasn't great. Again, um, I'd worry if we have a good pre-season. You know, honestly, <laughs> if, if I have a good pre-season as a manager, I'll be I'll be worried as we thinking something's something's wrong. Um, we had a terrible pre-season, honestly, really bad. And um, but we were always we didn't win many games. But everyone was training hard, and we were we were enjoying it. It was, it was enjoyable because we we brought in a few different faces. But um, we signed Glenn Rule mm. two days before the season started. Made it, it it just changed us, honestly. It just changed our whole dimension of playing because, like, um, the only other issue we had was goalkeeper. I'll move on. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But um, we played our first game away at ABA, and obviously everyone's going. You can't just put him in. He's only trained once. I was like, "What, what are you on about?" He was like, "Well, I was out of him and Willow. Willow was an up and coming lad. He plays the Royal now. Really good player. Um, and I chose Glenn. Anyway, we beat we beat them four two, but we murdered them. Um, and he was just head and shoulders." Mm. He's just head and shoulders above anyone. And um so obviously I thought well I, he was the fan we thought he was the final piece and then we played in the FA, FA Cup on the um, Saturday, Saturday after against Winsford. And we absolutely murdered them. We won a lot, it was easy. There was no way we were ever gonna lose that game and our keeper through to him. Oh, um, and it was Chris Lee. Now he'd been fantastic for me the first year. Maybe odd mistake, but I think he just fell out of love with footy. And we'd been offered a goalkeeper yeah. a couple of weeks before Ryan Crump, mm. and we were umming and on, and he wanted a bit more money than what we had. And well, anyway, so Chris done that. So we just had a chat and look at the end of the keeper. In he needs a break. He needs to go and find like love for footy again. So we brought Ryan, and honestly, he is the best keeper I've ever managed. Usually, you, you, you're playing and you, you think, oh, I hope my goalie has a good game today. I don't even worry. It's not even a... It's nothing. That was the final piece for us, like, the keeper, because we had a back four that was the best in the league by a mile. We had the best goalie then. Had the best midfield. That league, that midfield should play two or three leagues above. Joey, Hayden, Glenn, Crossy. Any of them can play in there. Any of them yeah. had Willow at the time as mm-hmm. well. Um, and, but to be fair, we were missing Crossy because he broke his leg halfway through the yeah. other season. And because he's skinny, he had it. Because he's skinny, I'll put that again. 
<laughs> and he had no he had no meat around his bones. It took longer to heal. So where he should have been only out for six to eight weeks, he was out for about five months. Yeah. So it took him a while to come back. So he come back in at a bad time because everyone was just flying. And we went like it was out of us and Aussie. We won both had won seven. Seven out of seven. Then we'd won eight out of seven. Then they beat us. And then I think we went on a run then where we didn't get beat till the day, the day after. We beat Laird on the Boxing Day, 3 2. Mm-hmm. And we went and played bottom. We played bottom of the league on the, on the Saturday and got beat 4 2. We were 2 0 up at half time. It was probably the. Best fair 45 and the worst 45. And you're like, yeah. But that, 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 was, that was the second game we lost all season. Um, and I think we lost after about one more game after that against Wimshaw. Mm. Um, we needed the last game before COVID. Um, we, we only needed a point to be promoted. And it was at West Didsbury away. And they were fighting for, for promotion, like in the top four. Um, and our club were trying to get the game called off because of COVID and we were away and we were like I said no we're going we only need a point let's get the points let's get the win and then so we, we that game we didn't take a single committee member so Gibbo's our minibus driver he had to do the team sheet so the minibus driver's doing the team sheet <laughs> <laughs> because they wouldn't come because of COVID they had 400 fans there West yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're really, really back. West Disney, well, obviously back club, um, and we beat them one 0 But like, we couldn't celebrate because we already knew we weren't going to play again. Oh, we've been told yeah. that the league had stopped. Didn't tell us for how long, because we didn't know we didn't know how long we'd uh, no. how long it was gonna gonna be no. for. So we just thought we were getting suspended for a couple of weeks and then we'd resume, win the league, now enjoy. It. Um, yeah, but obviously we got promoted that day. We won, so we only needed another two points, I think, to win the league with eight games to go. Probably, Brutal. I mean, but in that in that league in that season, we had a great run in the Vars as well. We got beat by the team who eventually got to the final. Hepburn. Yeah, mm. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. quite a big, big club, them, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and to be fair, they come and done a job on us. Beat us one nil. But we 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 were flying. It, it's ever, it was it was a it was. A, I said this to everyone when they asked me. This was put in place three three years ago at Leeds. What we'd done now was already in place because I just, even though I brought the lads, we changed the mentality of them at Leeds, ready for them to come to Vauxhalls. Yeah, and I'd changed my mentality because I'd brought in people who were a bit more professional than what we'd been used to. So. We'd all grown together, ready for that for that season to get promoted. Yeah. And obviously, obviously you get the. We got told we were going up. We'd already been told you'll be yeah. going up anyway. You've yeah. been promoted. They'll honour it. So, I was getting texts off people saying seasons on the board, and I was like, it "Doesn't bother me. We're up. You know what I mean? We're gone. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They'll make another another. They'll make room for us. And then. Obviously, we were in lockdown, as in proper lockdown, where no one could work. And I, I still remember it now. He ran me the chairman. He's like, you're not going to believe this. But I didn't realise what he was going to say. I was just thinking he's on about something different. He went, we're not going up. I was like, what? He said, just had the email. 
you're staying in the same league? And I was like, shut up. He's like, no, I'm not messing. I was like, how? And he's like, and then like, I was just like, I just said to him, I'm going to have to go. And I was sitting, honestly, I was sitting on my floor in my kitchen. I was thinking to myself, what the f-? And that's, that's my missus, I backed me up. I was sitting there and she's like, what's yeah. up with you? And the worst thing she said to me, it's only footy. Oh, oh, get oh, off it. Honestly, I said that. Oh. And I think she knew what she'd said. <laughs> <laughs> it was probably, it was the hardest two weeks I'd had because the problem was, because it happened to us, everyone's just ringing me all the time. Yeah. I've had to tell the players, tell the management team. Then we had radio people ringing us, the papers, wanting to speak to you about it. So you were just going over the same thing again. Mm. They were saying it. Yeah. But what, we were on, we were on all the radio stations about it, to be fair. We got some publicity over it, but it was just hard. That, it's, not, that, that's not, hard. it's not like nice think? publicity, really, is it? Even though you've had a good year, it's like, you know. But they, they, everyone just said the same thing. Well, what are you going to do about it? Well, what can you do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Out of your hands, really, isn't it? We couldn't, um, we couldn't fight it financially. I mean, South Shields did, didn't they? A couple of leagues above. They, they took them to the high court, yeah. They took them to the high court. and But I said this to everyone, and I'll say the same to you as well. There was only two teams out of the whole of, of England who, who'd been promoting. That was us and Jersey Bulls. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember yeah. that Jersey Bulls name, yeah. 27 yeah, out of 27, they won. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh. So, um, everyone else was all, all like, um, what's the word? They were... Well, they were in fact ready. They were like, well, if yeah. we'd have won the next three games, if yeah. we'd have done this, if we, we were just yeah. like, no, we, we, we promoted. Yeah. We, we yeah. will. The pain was next to our name. I remember like, with, well, when we obviously heard off Crossy when he when he was talking about it and he, they were like, you were celebrating and that, you know, you, you were there. We, 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 were, we, were, we were ready to go again though. Yeah. We were wanted to go and promote the season after. As in like, to the, yeah. then we'd be, yeah. we, we had a five-year plan to be in the, the Northern Pen. We're like Nantwich and Witten Albion and all that. That was yeah. the plan. We, we'd have been a year ahead of what the plan was. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So it was like, you know, let's go again. And obviously, then this season comes, doesn't it? And yeah. we've had no motivation at all this season. We've been awful. We 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 haven't been beat. I was going to say, yeah, you're still top of the league, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, we have been terrible. We've had to change the whole. Obviously, we've lost players. We've lost, obviously, Joe Brandon went to Bootle, who was a big part of us. Yeah, yeah. Man, he was one of our main attacking players. Um, Nooney was our main centre-forward. He, he went. Coxie, another centre. We lost, like, 50-odd goals. Yeah. Um, so we had to replace. We had to replace. I lost two centre-halves, and Gardner and Matty Collin. Both just don't play. Um, so it was just a rebuild. Within a rebuild, if you know what I mean. So we we kept the core of the players, as in we kept me midfield, a bit of wide man. We kept Crossy, we kept me left back Greg Drummond, and I kept me right back. The captain stayed, the keeper stayed, but then like the other parts, not have anyone. So we were like, we brought in some players from higher, um, which helped. We brought in a few other faces. It just. It clicked the last game before lockdown. We yeah. played Hebben away. 
in the Vars. We got Hepburn away in the Vars. Um, and he beat us on pens. When I say clicked, we were good. Mm, Everything yeah. we worked on right through since getting everyone in pre-season and then struggling through the season. We just struggle. We, did, we never really put anyone to the sword. We just like, just grind and grind and wins out. It all fell in place for that one game where we were really good and we should have won. And then you're like, time to kick on now. You know, and start and basically let's go and win the league again. Mm. And we haven't played. Yeah. We haven't played since. Yeah, frustrating. Yeah, I think from obviously from that first season, like obviously the season four last one, you've you've won it. I don't even think you know it, it. It's made it almost worse for you. I mean, regardless of the null and void, but to be told that you know you're still going to be going up regardless, it, it's another. It's almost like another another kick in the teeth for you, isn't it? Yeah, because I don't think when they said we were going up, I don't think they knew how we couldn't go up. You know, yeah, how, yeah, how, yeah. How, how couldn't you not promote them anyway? Because yeah. they've been promoted. Mm. Yeah. So I think they yeah, were just yeah, saying, yeah. well, you're going up anyway, so don't yeah. worry about what happens. And you're like, of course, you. yeah. We'll take that. Um, it's just, it, I felt, obviously, it was the first time I've sort of felt, this is like from a selfish point of view, I was more gutted and myself that we didn't go up because. Obviously, you build something and you work hard and you sacrifice things and mm. like every every non-league manager does, by the way, because it's a hard job non-league. Um, yeah. You know, you all that effort, and I'd celebrated, I'd I'd achieved. That was on my CV. You know what I mean? That was was in the. You couldn't take that away from me. Mm. Well, you didn't think you could. You know what I mean? So mm. yeah. That 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 was the most frustrating. I was more on a personal point of view for myself. I was, I was devastated. This was like, how do you go again? How do, how do you do that again? Yeah. And then, so, and then as, as pre-season starts, you start losing your better players. And you'll be yeah. able to look around and find others and rebuild. It, it, it's been difficult, to be honest. Mm. Of course. I mean, on, on obviously a bit more of a, uh, obviously from the disappointments, a bit of a lighter note, like what you mentioned like a five-year plan there. Is there like, you know, an aim around the club? Obviously, we spoke to Crossy about this, you know, you've got, and we, we've we've had Glenn on as well. Uh, and he said, you know, the club itself, you know, you've got the clubhouse that's, that's you know, could leagues above what you currently are. You've got the ground, you've got the squad, obviously you've got yourselves in charge. What is sort of the goal? Like, where are you looking to be? You still going for this? You know, Northern Prem idea. Yeah, it's 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 still it's still there. It's got to be on it because the minute you say it's not, I think you'll lose that like bit of bit of drive that you've got. But the, the chairman wants to be in the Northern Prem, and then obviously consolidate and then go again. Go so again, he, yeah. The, the club's in a in a in a position where maybe not financially now because of COVID. I, I don't know what effect it has actually had on us mm-hmm. um, as a whole, um, but. Obviously, two AstroTurf pitches getting rented out every night and yeah. seven days a week. Obviously, brings a lot of revenue in. But I think once you get once you get to them leagues, there's no we we've said, even the chairman said there's no point in just being a team in the in a league, is there? You yeah. yeah. Sort of, if you look at them leagues, it's like the same teams who just finish mid table, don't they? They're never yeah. like yeah. going to go down. Like, it, like an acceptance up. for it kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're, We'll we'll just get by. He doesn't mm. want that. He doesn't want that. But we've got to get there first, haven't we? Yeah. We're yeah. two years yeah, behind now. Yeah. Two years behind, and you know players aren't getting any younger. 
that, that I keep saying is, you know, we've got like obviously you've had Glenn on. You know, he's Glenn must be thirty. He's thirty one now, Glenn. By the way, the level he's playing now, it's easy for him. It's yeah. so easy for him. It's ridiculous. Um, but you know, we've got the players we've got shouldn't be playing at this level. But it's my job to try and keep them at this level, isn't it? You know what I mean? yeah. he's selfish. But I, I'd never stop, and I've said it. I'd never stop any player from going higher. There's yeah. no. You, you know, people. I've seen people in our league offering people contracts. I mean, what for? What, what, yeah. what for? What? There's loads, loads of teams in our league who put players on contract for what reason though? Because you're just stopping a lad's progression, aren't you? If you're a yeah. good manager, mm. you'll get them players back if you move up the ladder. So that's my idea. Yeah, I, I want to mm. manage as high as I can. I've never made any. I don't hide the fact whether it's with Vauxhall yeah. or it's with somebody else. Yeah, I've got to get. I want to get up the leagues. I want, I want to manage as high as I can. Of course, yeah. of course. I'd have been halfway from where we wanted to be, obviously. If, but everyone's been affected by it, haven't they? It's not. It's not just about Vauxhalls and mm-hmm. you know. But we've turned down the last couple of weeks. People, obviously, we haven't gone on radios. We've been asked to go on radio stations and write stuff in the papers. We've just we've made a decision as a club. We're not going to do that no more. Yeah. Because you're just saying the same old shit, aren't you? Yeah, let's feel sorry. Let's feel sorry for Vauxhalls because that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you haven't you're top of the league again. Forget about it. We we can't do nothing about it. I've I've this season's wiped in it. We're not going to play again, are we? Yeah, yeah, that was it, really, wouldn't you? It's looking more and more unlikely anyway. I I think it'll be null and void by next week. Mm. Yeah, right, okay, yeah. I want them to carry my personal opinion is carry the results on from this season to next. Because we've yeah, only played eight games. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's a good idea. Makes sense, that doesn't it? Yeah. Because why? You see, this is my point. Is you, if you're null and void again, you just you are um, punishing success, aren't you? As in, yeah. So it's not just us. There's teams who haven't been beat yet in our league. Like we've still won seven out of seven now. We've won eight out of seven and drew one. So why should we be punished when teams haven't won? There's teams in our league who haven't won a game yet. So they're going to get another reprieve. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. got to, that's got to stop, hasn't it? If we're being yeah, of forget course. forget whatever team you or you you support, you know you've got a Sammy shirt on there. Look what happened to Sammy last season. Yeah, How exactly. can you go down on points per game if you haven't done it right through the whole league? So we were crying out for points per game because we would have went up. Yeah. And I understand if they'd done it right through the whole leagues, right? It's points per game. That's fair enough, isn't it? Because yeah, it's exactly. across the board. Yeah. But that's mm-hmm. the problem I've said all along. There's, there hasn't been any like. Consistency where they've gone. Well, the Premier League are doing this, right? We're all going to do it because we couldn't mm. have done that because no one could afford to do the, no. the testing. So forget the Premier League and the Championship because on a different level, aren't they? Money wise. Yeah. Yeah. So from League One all the way down to our league at the bottom of the counties, we're just going to do points per game. So then there's no moaning, then is there? No. So Sam, you've got yeah. down on points. Yeah. Per, you know they were down there for a reason. Yeah. Teams who would up. Or, we're at the at the top of the league, we're there for a reason because you've been the best teams over the over the, that amount of season. But if you're not going to do it right the way through, don't do it at all. Then just null yeah. avoid everything. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Exactly. makes sense. And then no one goes up, no one's go down. But they they made a call off us in ten days. So from the season stopping in March, ten days later, we've null avoided it. I remember it was quick. Yeah, it almost like they just panicked almost. Well, that, that that's what I think they did. Instead of seeing what likes of 
Champions League did. Well, they don't punch per game. Well, can we do punch per game? How yeah. can we do it? And follow, all follow suit. And then the non-league would have got the restructure that they want to because they want to restru- restructure everything, don't they? Yeah. Where the Northern Premier is free league, so there's less travelling. Mm-hmm. And our league becomes smaller. And obviously, it's a knock-on effect, but as I said, at the moment, it's hard, isn't it? Because there's even games in, in the, the Premiership getting called off for COVID, so what chance have we got at, mm. at our level? Yeah. Of course, yeah. Difficult, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so obviously we, we've covered we've covered everything with that, Mick, and that's, that's been absolutely fantastic. Now, I don't know if you've listened to any of the other pods. We, 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 we end with two things. I mean... One, it's completely up to you. Um, we we do do. We have got a leaderboard for the quickest person to down a bottle of beer. If you're up for it, it's entirely up no, to I'll you. Give us one minute, then let me get a bottle open. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're on. <laughs> we'll just edit this bit out. That's full. (laughs) Right. What 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 we'll do, Mick? Right. What we'll do? Um. Well, in fact, you want Con? Do you want to ask the quick fire questions first, and then we'll end. We'll end on the we'll end on the drink. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we've just got some quick fire questions, Mick, and uh, Con will just fire them away at you. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So either during your playing or coaching career, what would you say is the worst away dressing room that you've been in? Like okay. We went there this year. Um, Barrow we direction. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, got, we got put in a boiler room. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> and I'm not messing. <laughs> Honestly, guys cross, he didn't tell you about it. Holker in the bars. They shoved us in a boiler room. It was horrendous. Oh. You've never seen that. And, and then, because we had to split up because of COVID, he put the other lad like in a shed. <laughs> it was the worst. It was yeah. the pits. And he had a shower that didn't turn off. So a half time when you come in, you couldn't see each other. Because the, the shower was just on hot. From the minute the, seat, the, the game started <laughs> to the minute it finished, you couldn't see any changing room. So I'm doing a team talk and no one can see me. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing honestly man. it was unbelievable we just, we just steam everywhere yeah, yeah. shit hole that place is a shit hole yeah. that's fucking creepy that. uh, <laughs> go on con yeah, um, if you could change one thing in fo- about football in general what would it be Um. Good question, that fucking hell. Uh, change fucking referees. Um, I'd say something else, but you're gonna you're gonna put it out and it'll probably kill me. Um, um, and then, yeah, final one. Um, during either yeah, again, either during your playing or coaching career, have you had to do any initiations along the way? <laughs> Do you know, it's been big. This has been big for us this last couple yeah. of years. We've got new lads in just singing and stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, you got like a go-to song if you have, or yeah, or Mr. if not, yeah. The bright side. Yeah. The bright side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's how a go-to we, song. How can we fit that into the bloody podcast title? 
Mr. Groove side. If I have a few more of them, you might get me on there. No, that that's me. That's me. Go too strong. Karaoke, whatever. That's the only thing. I don't even think it's singing, is it? I just shout it. I think. But that that's that's the one. The best one I've seen. Yeah. Richie Caldroy, goalkeeper at the Lids. He wrapped Eminem. Unbelievable. On the coach, unbelievable. Rate that. To be fair, he's he done that. He done well on the coach on the way home from somewhere. <laughs> he uh, he rapped Eminem, one of his songs. Yeah. To be fair, he's good. Um, <laughs> anyone else? Anyone? Else? <laughs> People have just said like, we've had a few. Just say, oh, I'll just play a tenor, so we don't have to sing. Come on, just sing. <laughs> just sing. We've had, we've, had, yeah. we've had a few horror shows, like but. Part of it. That's the best part. Yeah. Of it. But Mr. Mr. Brightside's my go-to. Like yeah. safe in it. Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Like is it. that all our questions? Yeah, that is. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Right. Nice. So, so what we'll do, Mick? Um, are the timers ready for Con uh, Con Hodge? I'm ready. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Right. So you give us a countdown, Mick, and then the lads will uh, the lads will will get the recording going. <laughs> go ahead. Three, <laughs> two, one, go. It's chipping. I can hear it. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. What have we got, lads? That's quite quick, you know. Yeah, for a bottle, for a bottle, yeah. For a bottle, right. Uh, my time's seven point three four. Oof. I've what got, have you got yeah, I've got seven point three five. Okay, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. there we go. Oh, it was yeah. three four. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Yeah, we always we always say we'll go with that, but we'll put it there. That, that's yeah, that's, that's just over half of half of Crossy's time. <laughs> Wait, Crossy got about twelve seconds. Yeah, that was, I think that that's a that's a fantastic yeah, a effort. That effort. Um, yeah. Yes. So what what we'll do? We'll we'll end it on that. And thank you very much. It's been an absolute pleasure, mate. Thank you very much for your time oh, yeah, as well. I enjoyed mate. it. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you very yeah, much. Go on. See you soon, mate. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Thanks, lads. Mate. Thank you. Our halftime break is proudly sponsored by VintageFootballShirts.com. VintageFootballShirts.com are the market leaders in the sales of rare, original and vintage football shirts. Their range features shirts from as far back as the 1980s and includes virtually every British domestic team alongside many other worldwide clubs and international sides. Click the link in the description below to grab your favourite vintage shirt today. Now let's get back on with the pod. that was Passion Groove many thanks to everyone who has listened if you got this far we'll be back weekly with more episodes in the meantime you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram all the links will be in the description feel free to message us with any feedback or comments again many thanks for listening we'll see you next week cheers